Welcome, Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk extending your life, Trump's fake doctor's note, and more with Slay the Fame Game author Rachel McCord. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live Fit Club. What's up, Fit Clubbers? We are back. We got a special episode with Play the Fame Game author Rachel McCord. Hey. Hey, thank you for being here. So glad you're here to join us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. Been a long time coming. It has. It really has. I am so sorry. I blame me. Finally. Um, Hey, guys. My name is Shaka Smith, and I'm joined by my co host. Hey, guys. My name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad, also on TMZ Talking Ish. (laughs) And where can they find you, Ms. McCord? Okay. You can find me at I am Rachel McCord. Twitter, Instagram? Everything. Nice, nice. Um, well, we've got a couple great stories uh, to go over today, some latest in fitness news. And um, yeah, and then we have your own story to go over too, as well. So. Oh my goodness. About <laughs> to get real. <laughs> yes. What was, that, what was that tagline in MTV? Like, you know, they don't know the truth, but now it's getting real or something like that? Oh my God, I think so. I, I know. I, Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Oh, it's a real world. It's about to get real? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I feel you, though. I'm <laughs> That's with what it reminded you. me of. <laughs> um, but uh, a new study came out showing that we can prolong our lives um, by more than a decade um, by doing five things. Um, one was never smoking. Two was having a healthy body mass index. Three was keeping up moderate to vigorous exercise. Um, four was not drinking too much alcohol. <laughs> and five was eating a healthy diet. And the most interesting thing about the study was that they charted people when they started at 50, 50 years old. So at 50 years old, you were able, to, as a man, to extend your life by 14 years, and as a, um, as a woman, ex- able to extend your life by 14 years, and as a man, 12.2 years. Um, so we, we all got some time here to, to clean up our habits. Um, but are there five things, or do you do some of these things, and what are the things that you like to do that you think are going to be good for you fitness-wise and health-wise going forward? Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm kind of awful about this. I'm always like checking with you. I'm like, Shaka, how bad is what I'm doing? Because I still like indulge in a little Taco Bell every now and then. Ooh, Taco oh, Bell. We just went there. But okay, so on the healthier side, like I'm obsessed with kombucha. Yeah. I love drinking that like every day. I mm. also love to kind of listen to my body. I think a lot of times we get so caught up in like, oh my gosh, like I need to like do this and this and this. And like sometimes when I'm tired, I just like literally fall asleep. Like kind of embarrassingly. <laughs> I think like rest and taking care of yourself, self-care, emotional, especially with May month being all about mental illness, yes. mental awareness, like that's so important, like especially in Hollywood, like yeah. keeping your game tight mentally is so important. Mm-hmm. And I need to work out more, but I did hike <laughs> Runyon today, so I felt like I was like already getting in the mode nice. to come here. <laughs> is, that, is that part of Slaying the Fame Game? I feel like Runyon is on the list, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I know, right? In full makeup <laughs> with your resume and yeah. your headshot. <laughs> Boobs, dogs, and celebrities. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, that's Runyon. That's a good tagline. They might have to... Yeah, well, I mean, Justin Bieber, The Game, yeah, Puffy. Dogs and celebrities. And you see a lot of Instagram models, lots of boobs, <laughs> and you see a lot of dogs. So real. Um, uh, how have you, I guess, kind of dealt with the pressure, though, as well, of, like, staying fit? You're always in a bikini. I see you on a, a different media everywhere. But there's also pressure there as well. There's so much pressure. I think, like, in general, like, you're never going to get to a place in your life where you're like, oh, my God, I'm so amazing. If you are, like, you're obviously a little narcissistic. So I think you have to just be real and, and keep up with it. But, I mean, for me personally, like, I think it comes into acceptance. Like, yes, there are certain things about my appearance or myself that I don't like that I want to keep growing and keep improving on. But I just have to, like, hair flip it away and just be like, this is who I am. And that's the best I can do. And I would hope that everyone else feels comfortable to do that, too. Yeah. Oh, awesome. 
Well, that is a great way to deal with some of the stresses <laughs> in Hollywood. Um, another um, interesting story. Did you hear about Trump's doctor's note? I did. <laughs> I did hear about this. Uh, I thought this was quite interesting. Um, before the campaign started, uh, or not before the campaign started, but in the heat of the campaign, uh, Trump's doctor released um, the medical note that all doctors release on the um, different people running. Um, and of course, this doctor's note was very glowing. Trump, he said, would be unequivocally one of the healthiest persons to ever assume the office of the presidency, mm-hmm. which uh, at 71 and based on our visual evidence, um, I think we could all say maybe um, wasn't so true. And it turns out he's now saying that Trump himself dictated this note. Um, I, I don't know what you think about this, but I know in Hollywood there is that sort of, you know, fake it till you make it. So, you know, I, I guess Trump is maybe hoping that these words ring true at some point in time. <laughs> but but how, do, how, how do you deal with that? And, like, how is someone supposed to fake it till they make it but also remain authentic? Yeah, so I always say, like, fake it till you slay it, <laughs> because I actually think that it's really, by the way, it's getting hot in here. Like, I like it. It's like, oh, it's like warming up. Um, no, I think for me personally, like, I, I believe in just, like, putting out in the world what you want and, like, yeah. going after it. And a lot of times, like, it's, it's not going to look pretty. It's going to be messy. But there's this really funny story about stone soup. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's literally, like, kind of, it's, like, not really true. But basically, this guy's, like, starting this business, and he's got this big, like, he's, it's, like, the, like, the entrepreneur entrepreneur story, right? So I went to this conference and they were talking about this guy has this like, big bowl of just water and rocks in it. Mm-hmm. And he's turning around like, oh, I've got the best soup ever. You should add in your chicken and you should add in your carrots. And before long, like he takes out the stones and he actually has a great soup. <laughs> but like in the beginning, it was like stone soup. Yeah. So there's not really anything that special. So I love that story because sometimes when we feel like a fraud, right? Because yeah. we're like, well, like I, I'm presenting this image that's not really necessarily me or like what I feel like is true. But when you push through it and you're like, you know what? Like it might not be true right now, but I'm putting it out and I believe in it. I think it's really good. So it's almost like manifestation of the, the authenticity. Exactly. And also just knowing that it's okay to love the process and accept the process. Like mm-hmm. if you were just going to wake up and be like, you know what? I want to be a superstar. Boom. It happened. Like that'd be way too much pressure. Yeah. And all of a sudden your whole life would be different. But if you gradually step into something and move and grow, then you're, you're not taking as many risks as you would if all of a sudden you had everything in front of you, you're going to make some big mistakes and then it's a bigger place to fall. Yeah. You don't want so, the ballot challenge, though. Like, uh, when with those situations... Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, with those situations, it's kind of like one of those things where um, you can mm-hmm. fake it till you make it because this is where you want to go. Yeah. But when you're, like, you know, posting it up in your, this is not your car, and then somebody calls you on it, like, you have to be prepared that that might be a thing. Yeah. And you can't, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you you, you realize it, you get called on, and like, all right, cool, this is this is who I am, this is what I did. But go into it knowing that that's the possibility. It's like, if you go and cheat on your spouse, knowing that's probably going to come up, and you might have to explain it, so come prepared. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Bow Wow got himself in a lot of hot water. Oh, my God, Did you hear about so this Bow Wow challenge? No. So, what was he? He was in an airplane. Did he have a private jet? Yeah, he was a private jet, and when, he was in a jet. He was flying somewhere, which was true, but he decided to take a Google stock image and put it on his Instagram and say, you know, this is his. Yeah. Oh, and okay. if you and the, the stupid thing that he did is he didn't go to like the third or fourth page of Google. He went to the first <laughs> picture that he searched oh on Google, gosh, and it's just kind of one of those things like, <laughs> yeah, come like, on. yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna lie, then at least put some work in it. Don't, right. Yeah. Go to like page twenty five. Yeah. Or so you know, because people don't have time to kind of go all those pages. So he got caught, and then was, then he had another one where uh, he was running for a bunch of girls, but turned out that like. He, they were hired or some scenario. It was just... And so the Bow Wow Challenge started trending, so people were showing things that they weren't actually doing mm-hmm. on, on Twitter. Oh, you know, the my internet, gosh. The internet so provides funny. always. It's one, of, it's, one, it's one of those things. But again, too, another another good thing about uh, the industry, 
and what what a lot of people face, myself included, is that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Yeah. And a lot of people tend to like to see the messy in it because now they can really relate to you. Yeah. So that's a, another thing. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, what I like the most is when people put, post out, like, workout videos, and they make a mistake, and it's yeah. still in there, and they recover. Because you already know they're a badass at working out, yeah. right? But it's just, like, you know, the mistakes, it, it tends to be funny. And, you know, people, it's okay to see beyond the facade. Yeah, so. and I think you have to. I think you have to stay authentic because it's so easy in this industry to kind of get caught up in everything. Like, I love it when I, like, am doing an Insta story and it ends up being a blooper and I just keep it in because mm-hmm. it's funny and it's yeah. real. And I think also it kind of just takes a little bit of the pressure off. Yeah. yeah. And you you um, have this McCordless list and you're empowering women through that as well, right? I am. I'm really passionate about women and encouraging positive messages in the world. Like, I've gone through a lot of depression, struggled myself, and that's why I worked really hard on self-care and like taking care of myself but I really just built the McCord list because I wanted to build this network of women who we were empowering each other it's more like a sisterhood it's like hey like we all work in this industry we work on a lot of the same projects we might as well come together and so it's been really fun I've just kicked off like this monthly photo shoot gifting event where I have a lot of ladies come out and we get in hair and makeup and we connect with one another we drink champagne and we just have like a fun day together and I think it's one of those situations where you could be com- competitive in this industry, of course, so many people yeah. do it, or you could come together and be so much more powerful together, and mm-hmm. so that's what I'm all about. Amazing. Um, speaking of depression and going through depression, um, this next study out of UCLA um, actually surveyed 20,000 adults, and they found the average depression level was at 44, and 43 was a number for like that people are feeling lonely, hmm. um, and people, the average was actually 44. Uh, and particularly amongst 18 to 22 year olds with a feeling of loneliness and very less so amongst the greatest generation they say um, that are over 72 years old. What do you think, I guess, in this Hollywood um, slaying the fame game, how have you dealt with that loneliness or depression and how should other people kind of going forward figure themselves out of it? Yeah, it's a great question. I think what's hard about Hollywood is that it's really difficult to know who your real friends are and to really center yourself around them and feel like safe in that, right? Because it's so easy to have your selfie friends and your party friends who you can go out and like, oh my God, yeah, great to see you. We'll hang out. Never. But then, you know, it's like, it's so much different to have those people who really have your back. I call them my sweatpants friends. (laughs) And they're like my people that I can just be basic around. And that's okay. I don't wear makeup. I wear sweatpants. And I mean, honestly, that's kind of like more me, I think, than most of the stuff you see on Instagram like of course that's really my life and those are the things I'm doing I don't think anyone wants me like like taking a photo of my pizza and my <laughs> I know I'm like really killing it at that club over here but like I'm just being real but um, no I don't think that like people want to see that all the time like obviously there are other things to talk about especially when you think about building a brand and being mindful of like what content you're putting in the world but I definitely get honest about it too because I think that that's really important and yeah I mean I feel lonely a lot in this industry even though I've built this sisterhood and that's kind of why I built it like I think the McCord list is kind of that place where if you're trying to be talent in the industry or you're just figuring it out or maybe you're incredibly successful but you just want something more to your life like we're doing these events and also thinking about like hey what kind of like serve opportunities can we have like to give back to the community we have to be thinking like that yeah absolutely yeah i mean our phones is the the main thing like it would be interesting if they did the study 20 years ago when the like our phones weren't 
Like people are walking across the street with their phones. Like, you know, you wake up like one of the first things that I do is I grab my phone. I'm seeing, you know, first what's going on in the news, who texts me, who, you know, But are you lonely or feeling more connected? And I think that's I think that's a double edged sword. right? Well, I mean, connected is relative. If you have, you know, a million followers, how many of them are really your friends? Like, I think they did a study that legitimately like a person can really have a max of like legit friends. Like is like a 150 or something like that. Like legitimate, like, you know, these people, you know, stuff about them. That's still like high yeah so now you have all these people who you think are your friends yeah. like you think that I don't, I, don't, I don't know but you have all these people that you think you're connected with they know more about you than vice versa because how are you going to keep contact with all these people yeah. so it's just like and how are you really on the phone do you really use your phone to call people because i don't get phone calls much like often i'm texting yeah. all the time yeah so are you really getting that face to face like are you actually doing that type of stuff so like i said it'd be really interesting i'm sure there's a study somewhere as far as depression 20 years ago when the phones weren't there as yeah. much versus versus now. Yeah, I wonder if it'd be less or more. I saw some old meme where they had, um, you know, they had the one, everyone on the phones, mm-hmm. but then they had this one from back in the 30s and it was on, like reading the newspaper, mm-hmm. you know, on the train. So everyone was still very into what, what they're doing. You yeah, know? but then they would go home and talk to their, well, some of them, yeah. talk to their families <laughs> or, you yeah. know, they'd engage. Uh, I think it's just engaging in yeah. person. Like look at dating apps. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're, you're swiping. But, like, are you really, like, engaging? Like, after you swipe, it's like you, somebody says hi. I'm like, okay. And, and how, do, how do you, like, when, when you talk about slaying the fame game, I think you think about finding a tribe. But then you do think about finding someone. How have you mastered that? And what's your tip for people when they come here and they're looking for a partner? Yeah, like you mean a dating partner, yeah. like not just like, <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't sw- swipe that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think like for me personally, like... Did you have to go... I don't remember when you and Rick got together. Yeah. Were you in that era where the swiping was still going on? Um, no, like we've been together for five years now, yeah, so, so, so I kind of so. lucked out a little bit. <laughs> I, I think that that's... Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I think that the hard thing with the swipe and kind of touching on your point is it's more so about the fact that like it's so easy to just scroll right past people. And we yeah. kind of forget that every person is a person mm-hmm. and they have like emotions and feelings. And so like thinking about that is like way different than just like connecting on like a social platform. But I think you can have those deep connections. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to use my phone like as like to call people because I just don't like <laughs> to be on the phone. But I still connect a lot over text. Like I try to make it my goal that like if I'm talking to someone, especially after an event or something, I give them a compliment about something they did or like a compliment something that they're that they are because I think that in general people just need encouragement and I make that my goal in life. Like just spread love and spread encouragement with people. And I actually met Rick very organically, I, we were at Sundance Film Festival, and we had a mutual friend, and it was so funny because I I legit met him while I was like reading my little self help Louise Hay book <laughs> that's like all about positive affirmations, and he literally walked right up, and we started talking. We talked for five hours. Oh wow! I know he can talk a lot, and so can <laughs> I. And we're both from the south, so you know, like you put two and two together. But it was interesting because it was like one of these amazing experiences, and we had a lot of the same feelings, like hey, let's spread love into the world. And let's make that our thing. And obviously, like, I can still be sassy. I am a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah. Oh, okay, girl. You're about to see my sassy side, no? <laughs> But, like, you know, that's the thing. It's like you, like, there's so many different colors to my personality, and I'm okay with that. But I think at the same time, like, knowing how to connect and just go deep is so important. And knowing when to unplug, to, mm-hmm. like, turn off your phone or to turn off your social media and say, you know what? Like, I just want to have a real moment with someone and let that be enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I, I think uh, same thing with the haters and the people that you might have that kind of detract you. Um, how do you deal with that, especially now where it's so easy to just have people attack you, but you need to be kind of public um, if you're in Hollywood trying to make it? Oh, I block them. <laughs> block is like my favorite button on Instagram. Like, I, I wish I could just block the comments that you see in like real press, like Daily Mails and TMZs over here. Like, I'm like, you said what? I've learned don't read the comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get really. Oh, especially um, not on TMZ. Oh, uh, right. Terrible. Oh, it's so intense. Yeah. But like, like, don't read the comments and get really uninterested in what kind of crap people have to say about you. Yeah. I really, I, I really think that that's a big piece. I think a lot of times we're wired to be like kind of fear based. Like, oh my gosh, who's saying what? Wait, and mm. you want to know everything because yeah. as if it's going to help. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hear you talk crap. I want to hear you talk great things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that in a lot of ways, like not being so consumed with what everybody else thinks about you, and just saying, you know what, this is part of like protecting myself and setting a boundary to say, not everyone's going to like me. I hope they don't because that would mean I'm a weird chameleon. Like, <laughs> I am who I am, and I don't apologize. For for it. I encourage other people to do the same. I found my voice and I try to help other people find their voices because I was homeschooled and grew up in trailer parks and now I walk red carpets and it's really weird on the heart and your self-esteem. But I think that if we can encourage people through example mm-hmm. to, to be, just be honest, just be themselves and let that be enough, Like I, I think that it, it kind of changes the conversation and that's the best I can do. But I wrote a whole chapter about haters. I had like <laughs> felt them. I actually call a bunch of my haters out in my book <laughs> and like the first page of that chapter is like this is what I think about haters I'm like use this if you run out of toilet paper <laughs> I really like couldn't care less like yeah. you're not gonna like it yeah. I don't want you to even like the title of my book Slay the Fame Game people just judge it like yeah. you, they literally judge the book by the cover because they think oh gosh this girl thinks she slayed the fame game it's like actually if you read literally two pages in you know that this is not about that at all like mm-hmm. the tagline where it's like break into social media without it breaking you is really the point. It's like, how do you take something that can be so toxic and so hard on the heart, and how do you make this better? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes to everything like we were discussing before. Uh, before we went on, it's just like <laughs> reading beyond everything and actually taking the time to um, invest mm-hmm. in reading and watching and whatever. If you don't have the time, then it's just kind of like you can't base your opinions on whatever those clips are. The However, unless the haters are very aggressive, you... I almost think those haters are beneficial because if you have people loving you and you have people hating you, then you're doing something right. Yeah. Like, I mean, as long as they're not, you know, going in and they're doing like, you know, I remember when um, Kevin Hart and that whole uh, cheese yeah, can, like there were people that were like literally same person going in all the time. It's like, dude, yeah. get a life. Like, yeah. So <laughs> really I find yeah. like you have those people kind of saying those negative comments. The fact that they're saying it, you know, one, that they have time to watch you. Yeah. Especially when they go, you know, <laughs> minute 18. Like, dude, yeah. really? So, one they, have the one, 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 they have time to watch you. And if they come back every week, I mean, yeah. I'll take... I'll take the, doing me a yeah, service. Yeah. I'll, take, totally. I'll take the negative comments as long as it's not to the point where, you know, it's it's all the time. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have to get a restraining order type yeah. thing. <laughs> so, you know, I'd I rather, I rather that than, than none at all because yeah. of the industry that we're in. Because it's, it's unfortunate, but if you're you know, I'm lukewarm and nobody's saying positive or negative, 
Yeah. You're they not adding you. or yeah. taking away much. Yeah. And I think you have a good point. Like for me, what I feel, and I think I mentioned this in my book too, is like I've learned a lot from haters. Like when haters like hate on you, you can see things that you couldn't otherwise see, right? Yeah. So if someone's like, oh my gosh, this girl's so whatever, then you could be like, oh my gosh, that's an interesting point. And then if it's something that you really like can look inside and see something, it's like yeah. cool, because they're gonna tell they're gonna say what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should ever change for them, yeah. but you can allow that data to to fuel you on one side of the coin. Right. Like, do I accept this about myself? Do I agree with it even? Yeah. And then is it something that I see now that I didn't see and I want to change? Right. Yeah. I mean, you, can, you can't go by your mom telling you you're beautiful all the time. It's your yeah. mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, no. We're all in trouble then. <laughs> that's like, that one thing I did believe. My mom's the only person who's ever said it. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. It's like you, she's, she's going to say that. And, yeah. of course, you know, we're not against this whole L.A. thing, but it's like, yeah, you, you believe that, but somebody tells you opposite, then who cares? That's how, how they feel. Yeah. So it's just kind of one of those things like, you know, you can go by what your mom says, but also know that, you know, she's yeah. probably... Yeah, you might not be a 10. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things. So, But you can still be a 10 for yourself. Like, I think yeah. that a lot yeah. of times there's, like, this, like, stereotype of, like, oh, this is beautiful yeah. and this is what it looks like. But, like, hey, like, beauty can be defined by whatever you want because mm-hmm. beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So if you choose to say, you know what, like, yes, I'm beautiful and I'm going to own this and maybe it's not what everyone thinks. Like, who says that you need designer cars or, like, nice cars or designer bags or a certain shape or a certain look? It's like, mm-hmm. yes, I have a big nose, but I still love myself and I embrace myself. And this is me. This is like what I got from God. So I'm going to own it and I'm going to wear it. And I'm, like at the end of the day, it's like you're stuck with who you are. Yeah. You can change a whole bunch of stuff. But at the core of who you are, that's who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can choose like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to own that. And that's a lot of stuff I talk about in my book, too. It's like the whole thing is like these people who are like struggling to get likes and comments and feel validated from that. That'll never sustain you. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like first couple chapters is about actually like loving yourself and believing in yourself and and understanding that like it's not about like being famous or being rich or being successful by all the normal stereotypes because it's so easy to walk that out. I mean, yeah. I've I've I'm very grateful for my life, but I've found so many times when I've then like you know what I'm not really happy like mm-hmm. it's more important to me to find like what does it look like to what does success look like to you and mm-hmm. that can be different. What does success look like to you in 10 years? In 10 years. I think for me, it's like having a family. I, my family is like very discombobulated. Like (laughs) everybody's like all over. And like, I think for me personally, like I want a really close knit family when I step into that zone. I don't have kids except for like my chihuahuas and my businesses. (laughs) So I'm always going to be an entrepreneur. I'm always going to want to, um, to push the limit and do more than I thought possible. But I think a lot of that is like growing up, you know, the way I did, you, you never quite accept, or for me, I, I've never quite accepted that like oh I'm I've arrived here so I'm going to you know what I mean I yeah. I feel like I want to keep on being that person who's humble and says, you know what? Like, I'm just taking it day by day. I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the wins and the hits, and I'm just feeling it. So, you know, in 10 years, I, I hope to have an awesome family with my hubs and um, businesses that are fun and challenging and interesting. I want to actually have more time so I can go back and help in high schools. I really think we should have self-care mm-hmm. and coping skills be a part of education because mm-hmm. there's so much crap that's going 
phenomenon. Depression's on the rise, like 12%. And so honestly, if we don't take a look at this for real and look at what's happening in schools and what's happening at home, then we're not letting, we're not taking care of of our world the way that we should. Mm -hmm. So I would love to literally get in front of the Congress and tell them what they should be doing. And um, yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's going to be a fun ride, but I don't know. I'm open to whatever that looks like. (laughs) Will you ask my 10 years? Yeah. Let's not go there. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, what about you? I, I thought you were ruminating on it, so I said, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I, I think I think we're all on on the same kind of field where, you know, we, we want to work hard. Um, I, well, I'm assuming you, you want a family or you want to just look good all the time? Like, oh, this, this, oh. Look well, really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just messed with yeah, you. Like, that's a great compliment slash <laughs> burn. Like, <what? laughs> I mean, oh have God, you seen his... How would it impact him? Have you seen his thirst traps, though? <laughs> well, have you seen his thirst traps, though? I mean, like... <laughs> hey, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> so, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it's definitely about looking um, further out and with that, but also looking at today, because the issues that we are, we're having now, a lot of people are not dealing with those issues, and then they're manifesting later on. Yeah. So it's taking care of yourself on all aspects. And again, the, we're going so fast in life where we're not, we're, you know, it's like, okay, well, we have to work out. So you're working out all the time, but you're not doing the meditation. You're not doing the recovery. You're not eating properly. And you're just thinking just going to the gym is going to do it for you. Yeah. And then it's just like, no, you have to, you know, a lot time. We all have 24 hours. That's one thing that we all have. So it's just kind of figuring out what works for you so that as time goes by, you get to those goals, but you also get there in a healthy way. Yeah. So, uh, Speaking of what works for you um, is has your training, your fitness, your nutrition, um, has that evolved over time? Like have you kind of what, what, what does that look like over the years for you, especially trying to remain this way in Hollywood? I think that a lot of it has been like, how do I sustain my energy levels? Like I've never really like obsessed too much about like working out or whatever. I used to want to be Britney Spears. (laughs) So I did a thousand crunches a day when I was like 13. (laughs) And then I literally like, I got abs from it and I am like, you know, now it's like the only muscle that's actually strong in my body. So it's like, I lift everything with my core. So I, um, I don't think it's like been so much about like, Hey, how do I like get my body here? It's more so like, oh my gosh, like I need to feel energy and I want to feel great about myself and sustain that, especially as my lifestyle gets busier and busier. I can't really afford to be out of commission. <laughs> so I've started just tuning into like the things in my body that like how I react to it. Like eating carbs always makes me tired, even mm-hmm. though I really enjoy the process. <laughs> so acknowledging that and like saying, okay, like cut this down. And also realizing how much better you feel emotionally when yeah. you work out. So I think I've really just kind of like adjusted to the fact that you're always changing, your body's always changing. And so being open to like, okay, maybe eating macaroni and cheese in the middle of the day didn't make me tired before, but now if I need a three-hour nap, like, we're yeah. not okay because I don't have time for that. Right. So I think and also, like, even in a on a personal standpoint, like, I can't deal with drama now because yeah. drama, like, exhausts me. So mm-hmm. I kind of look at everything as, like, from an energy perspective. Like, how do I feel, like, like in my body because I think that stress and drama and BS, like, creates just dis-ease in your body mm-hmm. and that can be disease as something that we take medicine for. It can mm-hmm. be just something we live with and so 
I try to do stuff now that's like supporting my body the best way I can. And I do think you have to listen to it and understand that it's an individualized thing. It's not just like what one person says is great for them is great for everybody. I could never work out as long as you do (laughs) because I would actually die. Like it would have a reverse impact. And I know this about myself, but like it, Maybe just 20 minutes a day, like maybe yeah. just 15 minutes. Like for me, meditation, yoga, mm-hmm. like those are things that are so amazing. And also like just tuning into like, okay, I need to do something because I'm, I'm not, you know, yeah. it's not working. <laughs> yeah. well, what, what I want to know from both of you actually, what's the most Hollywood thing you've done in terms of fitness and health? You know, we get all these offers and this and that thing. What's the most sort of Hollywood thing that you've done that's been sort of out of the box? Oh my God, that's hilarious. Okay, so I worked out. On an episode of Shaws of Sunset. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, what season? Up, this season. I just filmed uh, it like I a month ago. Shaws of Sunset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I literally could not have been more Hollywood than that. <laughs> but fortunately, I wasn't wearing full makeup because yeah. it was a busy day. Uh-huh. I was just kind of zipping and I was like, this is happening. And I'm not going to look pretty when I work out, but we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I don't to know if it's like a fitness thing, but I know for LA, like, have you guys heard of Candytopia? No. So, is that like a g- app? It sounds like an no. app. No. <laughs> so uh, Ice Cream Museum. Yeah, I've heard yes. of that. Yeah. So Ice Cream Museum is now in San Francisco, but now they have something called Candytopia in Santa Monica where you literally pay to go and take pictures of stuff that's candy, but it's not candy. <laughs> like I mean, it's just the most... Such a tease. L.A. Yeah. Hollywood thing to do. And now they have something... Um, oh, my gosh. Bayside. What's, what show is that? Oh, Save by the, the Bell. Cafe. They have Save, Save, Save by the Bell now where you can go there, you can have food, but it's also an Instagram thing. And it's just kind of like one of those things where oh, when I was in Toronto, like dressing up for Halloween was not an event. <laughs> in LA, it is. Like people are planning like midsummer. For sure. And, you know, the fact that you're, pay- you're, you're paying money to go and take pictures for Instagram pictures, not even for the likes, just because you want to post it up on Instagram. <laughs> it's just kind of like. Wh- What's happening? She's like, right how now? did we yeah. get here? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and and you, again, like I'm, it's it's not even me complaining. Like I've done this stuff. Like you go <laughs> you go to Runyon and you take the pictures, and then you 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 take like me sixty pictures, and then you pick the right picture. Like you know what I'm saying? It's hey, like no longer where you're just taking one picture for the event, but, it's for the grand. But that can but that can be self care. Sometimes I've looked back at my day and been like, that was a great day. I feel better right now. <laughs> like did I accomplish anything today? I look back. Oh yeah, what a wonderful day. Well, even the workout <laughs> videos. How do you do the workout? Like, I remember I was doing a workout video in the hotel and I think it was just a little like it was just a little combos like maybe three or four different exercises and I probably was doing that video for 30 minutes just trying to get the right angle the lighting because it was myself I was setting up the camera myself and it's just kind of like what what's going on right like you know what I'm saying (laughs) so it's like it's one of those things where if you are on social media and you're doing it for your brand and your business it becomes a thing and it feels very that my friends in other places are not doing this stuff. Like, they're not dressing yeah. up for Halloween. They're not yeah, doing I think, this stuff. Yeah, I think so we fall... But I think it's also part and parcel of what we do in the industry. Right. But my one rule for social media is, like, it's got to make me happy. I've got to look mm. at my social media and, mm-hmm. like, be happy that, oh, I, I feel good about my social media. Yeah, well, if you're anything, happy with the end result. Yeah, but if something makes me feel... Because I think sometimes people can look at um, your own social media and feel depressed because you know that's not how you felt that day or you mm-hmm. know that's not – wasn't representative of you. Right. right. And so I think you can look at your own thing and your feed can depress you. You know, So I think yeah. that's important because you see it every day. Yeah, oh, really? it can bring back a memory yeah. of a moment that wasn't fun. Yeah. I, I kind of do that too. I'm sure for you, anytime you look at your abs, you're happy. No. Oh, my God. So, have you probably... seen his stories? He's I have so thirst-trapping uh, all the time. <laughs> I'm trying She's to slay so... the fame game. <laughs> You've already slayed it, honey. You've already slayed it. And you're, you're 
actually like what it, the book is really about at its <laughs> core is like truly living something authentic to mm-hmm. you. And whether you've got a hundred followers or a hundred million, it's actually like not even about chasing fame. It's about validating yourself enough to say, you know what? Like, yes, I am building a brand and you should never feel afraid of that. Like mm-hmm. I look at it from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Like if you're going to, if you create a really cool energy drink and you brand that product and you think about what kind of content am I putting around this? What am I doing? How am I marketing this? How am I selling this? That's exactly what it's like as an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. You are a brand and you shouldn't feel ashamed to say like, yeah, I'm packaging myself in right. a branding way because that's how you build yourself and that's how you grow and you should never feel bad about success. Well, that's the good thing about social media now. It's like you can use that as a business. So a lot of us um, are entrepreneurs now, whereas you know, 15 years ago, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily possible to do. So it's it's definitely more accessible for us to you know all make it beyond the you know poverty lines of LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say um, as we kind of go out, what would be your top one or two tips for someone, whether it's fitness related, whether it's just going to Hollywood and following their passion? I think a lot of people have trouble getting started. Um, so, what are your couple tips to, to get people started? How do they get up off the couch? Or, you know, wherever they are and say, let me begin. I love that. The first thing I would say is figure out what your purpose is, like what's your why. I think we jump so quickly to like, oh, this is going to be an amazing idea and it's going to make me a lot of money or I'm going to be famous and a star and everyone's going to pay attention to me. But like there's no real substance there and it's going to it's gonna dry up. So I would say figure out what your why is. Like for me personally, I had a really cool convo with my husband when we first started my brand together. And he said, if you could impact and encourage five girls who right now feel how you felt when you were depressed, sitting in a closet, like wondering what your life was going to look like what would if you could impact their lives what would you say to them and would those five people be enough if you never like if that's the the extent of your success and I was like five whole people of course it's enough (laughs) so make sure that whatever you're doing actually has a purpose that your heart can connect to because that's where you unlock the passion and you can drive and something pulls you that's bigger than the push that you go to so find your why and then believe in yourself believe that you're capable of it and make that be your one and only plan. Like I think a lot of times we're like, well, if this doesn't work out, I'm gonna do this or this. And you're splitting yourself so and spreading mm-hmm. yourself so thin that then none of it happens. Like my sister became an actress because she was only gonna be an actress. <laughs> like, that was like her one, two, three, or four goal. And then last would be to build a community around you. Make sure that you've got some cool mentors. Like I'm so lucky to be an investor and a judge on Elevator Pitch now because oh, nice. I'm working with like Greg Dollarhide and Dave Meltzer and Cameron Covell and so many amazing people that you're just like, well, like they're so much smarter than me and so much more involved than I am, but I get to learn from them. Mm-hmm. So I have these amazing people. And then I have like a huge community of influential women who support one another and who we work together. We promote each other's projects and projects. So it is really important to do those three things and just to go for it. Like, don't look back because even if what you start out to do doesn't end up being what you end up doing, it's still going to be a fun ride and you're going to iterate and you're going to find the right thing. Maybe that's you working for a company one day at the end of the day, but you already built so much experience and you understand business from the inside out. Wow, amazing. I think our viewers are already up off their couch. And I know. Down, get it, get it. <laughs> Drop the mic awesome. right there. Yeah. Done. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is amazing. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, we'll be back next week. Again, you can find me, Shaka Smith, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. TK, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Uh, 
think, I don't know, sometime in this month, I'm going to be uh, calling some track events, some CrossFit events. Uh, you can see me on TMZ, Talking Ish, um, and a whole bunch of other shows, et cetera, et cetera. So everything at TK Trinidad. And you can apply to be on the McCord list at themccordlist.com or find me on social at I am Rachel McCord. Amazing. See you guys next week. Ciao. would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.